expecting extended sunny spells this morning, but increasingly cloudy later on today with light winds and uh, no rain expected. Temperatures are rising up to 15 degrees around Monaco, 16 degrees in Ladin Navarre around Draguignon. Tonight will be cloudy with some light rain expected from this evening. Temperatures dropping to overnight low of 9 degrees. Tomorrow will be cloudy with rainy spells, but the sun is back from Wednesday. The sun is expected to rise in probably about 15-20 uh, minutes time at 7.23 and sunset this evening is at 17.05. Good morning, this is Peter Mackley. <laughs> it was always going to happen, wasn't it, on the first day back. Uh, this is Peter Mackley in for Sarah. She's taking a couple of weeks' holiday, so they're letting me out of my box, letting me loose, and, well, we'll just see how we get on. We'll start with this song. It always puts me in a good mood. Hope it does to you as well. It's London Beats, thinking about you. Let's have a look at this morning's uh, entertainment news and in anticipation of the upcoming second installment of the Avatar franchise, director James Cameron has revealed that he does not have plans to, or he does have plans to continue the franchise, but it will all depend on the success of the second film, which is that next one, Avatar, The Way of Water. In an interview with Total Film, Cameron confirmed that he's working on big budget sequels up to Avatar 5, although if the upcoming release is not not a box office success, then the third in the series could be the last. All four Avatar sequels have a reported budget of $1 billion. Avatar The Way of Water will be released on December the 16th. Alec Baldwin is launching legal action against the crew of Rust in a counterbid to clear his name after the fatal shooting of the actress Helena Hutchins during filming last year. This week's filing makes a point of noting how the aftermath of the shooting has impacted his career, costing him numerous job opportunities and, of course, the associated loss of income. According to his lawyer, more than anyone else on that set, Baldwin has been wrongly viewed as the perpetrator of this tragedy, and these cross-claims seek to clear his name and hold the cross defendants accountable for their misconduct. And to mark the 70th anniversary of the UK charts, the official compilers have revealed the biggest selling songs from each decade. So the list is an insight to iconic artists and historic events over the last seven decades. So what do you reckon? The top three songs from the 1960s are a reminder how Beatlemania swept the nation, while in the 70s, who can dispute the top honour going to the legendary Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen? In the 1980s, the top selling song is the mammoth effort from the decade's most popular singers to raise money to aid the Ethiopian famine, that's Band-Aid, while the 90s provided the biggest-selling British song of all time when Elton John and the world paid tribute to Princess Diana. The 2000s were dominated by talent show winners, while in the 2010s it was none other than Ed Sheeran who had three of the top four bestsellers, with Shape of You taking the top award. DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This 
is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning. It's exactly 7.30, Monday, November the 14th. These are the latest French and regional news stories. France and Britain are set to agree on a channel migrant deal this week, where the French will put more police on the beaches, pledge to stop more small boats leaving, and establish a joint control centre. As part of the agreement, the UK will pay France at least £60 million in return for a significant increase in the 200 gendarmes and volunteer officers deployed on beaches in northern France. France has also agreed that it will aim for a much higher proportion of migrants to be prevented from leaving. This year, it stopped 29,000 migrants, around 42% of the total. The French have maintained that if they could stop between 70% and 80%, it would likely make the route uneconomic for people smugglers. Meanwhile, a Mediterranean migrant ship at the centre of a row with Italy has docked in Toulon. The Ocean Viking had been stuck at sea for 19 days, intensifying a diplomatic crisis between Paris and Rome after Italy refused to accept the ship. It's 234 passengers have been placed in a waiting zone. The French Home Secretary Gérard Darmanin has condemned Italy's unacceptable attitude which he says goes against international law but his Italian counterpart said his reaction was aggressive and incomprehensible as Italy has already welcomed 90,000 migrants this year alone compared to previously just 38 in France. President Macron has formally ended France's decade-long operation to fight Islamic insurgents in the Sahel. In a major speech at a naval base in Toulon, he said some French troops would remain in the region. However, there would be no new arrangements to be worked out with host countries. At its high point, Operation Barkhane saw some 5,500 French soldiers deployed in Mali, Niger, Chad, Burkina Faso and Murciana. The announcement also represents a major shift in the French strategic priorities brought on by the war in Ukraine and changed perceptions of the most important threats facing the country. Iran on Sunday criticised a recent meeting between the French president and opponents of the Islamic Republic, describing Emmanuel Macron's comments after the encounter as regrettable and shameful. President Macron met four prominent Iranian dissidents on Friday. The meeting with the four women took place as protests continue in Iran following the death in September of Masa Hamini. The 22-year-old died in custody after she was arrested by the morality police for an alleged breach of the country's strict dress rules for women. At least 326 people have lost their lives in the violent repression of ensuing protests. A body has been found in the rubble of the two buildings that collapsed in Lille on Saturday morning. The victim is believed to be a doctor who has been lent an apartment. He'd been lent an apartment in the building just for the weekend. However, many lives were saved after the buildings were evacuated before dawn after a man warned of cracks in the structure and reported the issue to emergency services. And an Iranian man who lived in Paris, who lived in a Paris airport for 18 years and inspired a Hollywood movie, has died at the age of 77. Caught in a diplomatic limbo, Mehan Karimi Nasseri made a small area of Wasi Charles de Gaulle Airport his home in 1988. He was eventually given the right to live in France, but ended up returning to the airport where he became a bit of a local celebrity named Sir Alfred. And yesterday he died of natural causes at the age of 77. His experience inspired the 2004 film The Terminal, starring Tom Hanks. And Paris has launched a new generation of drone taxis as a test aircraft took off with a passenger on board from the Pontoise Cormet airfield outside Paris. The Volocopter is an electric helicopter with multiple rotors. It's being prepared for commercial flights from 2024. 
In local news this morning, a drug dealer of Monagas nationality has appeared in court having been apprehended in Antibes by French police last year. Police found multiple pouches of cannabis, 590 euros in cash and cocaine. He was sentenced to five years in prison with a further five-year ban from the region. And the Monaco-based businesswoman Daniela Butsen has been awarded first prize at the 69th FCAM World Summit in Morocco for her innovative international interior design business. The founder and director of the Daniela Butsen brand was named as the winner of the prestigious export prize at the annual networking event for leading businesswomen on, uh, earlier this month. The export prize recognizes businesses set up and run by women which have successfully been exported to international markets. Daniela Butsen is specialized in interior design decoration of VIP business jets, yachts and residences with clients spanning the globe. This weekend in Monaco, History and Highness Prince Albert launched the 23rd edition of the No Finish Line Challenge. The aim is to surpass the 4,000 kilometre mark by the end of the event on November the 20th, with one euro for each kilometre going towards children's charities. More than 8,000 runners and walkers are expected to take part. And an illegal immigrant from Tunisia who was stopped by police in Cannes last month has been sentenced to 15 months in prison. The 30-year-old had no legal papers and was caught eating couscous at the wheel while driving. In a last-ditch gesture to escape punishment, he offered to share his couscous with the police. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Well, there were a number of uh, international tournaments reaching their climax uh, this weekend, but uh, first let's take a look back at the uh, last round of Premier League action with BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Andy Barwell at the BBC Sports Centre. We've had the Premier League's final two fixtures before the break for the Qatar World Cup. 18-year-old Alejandro Garnacho scored a dramatic late winner to earn Manchester United a 2-1 win away at Fulham. Christian Eriksen had opened the scoring for the visitors on 14 minutes before the former United winger Daniel James levelled for Fulham just before the hour mark. But it was Garnacho who sealed the points in added time. The Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag was delighted with the young winger's impact. It's fantastic. Uh, first, he shows the mentality what you need uh, under stress. He's performing. He's coming in. He has an impact. He has the belief. Um, now, twice uh, in three, four days, uh, that, is, that is really good. But uh, I'm really happy that we can bring a young player up. And it shows uh, when players deserve it, uh, they get their chances. And now that is the first one, but we have to bring more. Well, that victory leaves Manchester United three points off the top four and fourth-place side Spurs, but Ten Hag's side do have a game in hand. Elsewhere, Unai Emery made it two wins from two in the Premier League as Aston Villa boss as his side came from behind for a 2-1 success away at Brighton. Danny Ings scored both Villa goals and felt his side's victory could have been more emphatic. Yeah, we created a lot of chances. Um, you know, on another day, we would have scored more goals. Um, you know, I thought we were we were brilliant in the way we defended. Um, and I think going forward, we created a lot, um, really trying to implement the manager's plan and it worked really well today. And the next round of Premier League fixtures will take place on December the 26th. For more football news on the BBC, go to bbc.com slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. 
And in other football news in France, uh, PSG moved to five points clear at the top of League One after a dominant display to beat Auxerre 5-0. And last night at the Stade Louis de Monaco, is a thrilling match, but Monaco ended up beaten by uh, Marseille. Three goals to two. The winning goal was scored by Payet in the 98th minute, so Monaco now dropped to fourth place. In Italy, Napoli claimed their 11th straight win to beat Udinese 3-2 and go 11 points clear at the top of Serie A. Uh, Bayern beat Schalke 2-0 to stay top of the Bundesliga. Liga, and Real Madrid closed the gap on Barcelona after a 2-1 win against Cadiz. In the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, British Mercedes driver George Russell won his first ever Grand Prix ahead of his teammate Lewis Hamilton. Carlos Sainz was third and uh, Monaco driver Charles Leclerc was fourth. The world champion Max Verstappen was penalised after an early collision with Lewis Hamilton and finished at, in sixth place. The Formula One season concludes next week at Abu Dhabi. In cricket, the T20 World Cup reached its climax yesterday with England being crowned world champions after a pulsating five-wicket victory against Pakistan with six balls to spare. Ben Stokes read himself further into the folklore of English cricket by hitting the winning runs and finishing on 52 not out. England become the first team ever to hold both the men's 20 and 50 over world titles. In Rugby Union, the Women's Rugby Union World Cup final was won by the host New Zealand who came from behind to upset the tournament favourites England. 34-31 in a nail-biting final. Uh, England started strongly but were hampered by an 18th-minute red card from the uh, wing Lydia Thompson. The World Cup defeat ended a run of 30 successive victories for England. In Men's Rugby Union, Italy made history with a first win against Australia. England scored seven tries to beat Japan with ease and France continued their impressive winning streak with a 30-26 win against the world champions South Africa. And meanwhile in the Rugby League World Cup, Australia will play Samoa in the final next weekend. Australia beat New Zealand 16-14 while Samoa earned a shock victory by a single point against the host England with the match being decided by a golden point thriller when the two teams tied at 26 points each at full time. In the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings came from 17 points down to claim a thrilling 33-30 overtime win over the Buffalo Bills after a wild finish to the what's been described as the best game of the season so far. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. The drama at Twitter continues with confusion around the Blue Tick subscription. In the latest head-spinning reversal at the social media platform since billionaire Elon Musk bought the company, Twitter has abandoned the $8 monthly fee, although Mr. Musk claims it will be reinstated shortly. The move came as a number of accounts impersonating big brands received the Blue Tick, previously a signal that the firm had verified the user as real. In one instance, a user claiming to be a drugs firm, Ellie Lilly, said that insulin was free. The firm's shares fell by 4% on Friday amid concerns about how Mr. Musk's leadership was affecting the spread of misinformation on the platform. Heathrow Airport has stated that it will not reintroduce a cap on passenger numbers around Christmas. The UK's biggest airport said it was preparing for the biggest festive travel season in three years. In its latest update, it said firms have recruited around 16,000 workers over the last 12 months and pre-pandemic levels of employment would be reached before next year's summer peak if the trend continued. Following the lifting of COVID travel restrictions earlier this year, some aviation businesses struggled with staff shortages as demand for travel bounced 
suspects strongly. In July, Heathrow introduced a daily limit of 100,000 passengers to try to tackle the disruption customers were facing. Some airlines had to cancel flights to ensure they complied. The cap was extended until October the 29th, but now it's ended, and hopefully travelling via Heathrow will be smooth once again. If it ever was. Share prices have risen as investors welcomed official figures that showed the cost of living in the US increased at a slower than expected pace last month. Shares soared in the United States and in Asia as traders reacted to the data and the UK and European stock markets also rose before the weekend. The US Consumer Price Index rose by 7.7% in October from a year earlier, according to the Labour Department, which is the smallest annual increase since the start of the year. In foreign exchanges, one euro is currently buying 87 pence, $1.35 and 97 Swiss centimes. One pound is equivalent to one euro 14, $1.18 and one Swiss franc 11 cents. And one dollar is currently buying 96 euro cents, 84 pence and 94 Swiss centimes. The Bitcoin are quite low at the moment. It's at 16,548 and Ethereum currently at 1,226. In the commodities, an ounce of Gold is $1,769 and a barrel of Brent crude is $95.99. The markets, the FTSE closed at the weekend at 7,318, the CAC 40 at 6,595, Dow Jones 33,748, NASDAQ 11,323 and the Nikkei 28,263. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Let's take a look at the marine weather this morning for the coastal zone of Altmaritim and the VAR. Increasingly cloudy this afternoon with light east-northeasterly winds. Seas slight and uh, moderate visibility. Overnight winds east-northeast peaking at force 5 with some rain expected. Around east this morning, northwesterly winds at 10 knots, 1,021 millibars and visibility 10 miles. Increasingly cloudy today with uh, some sunny spells this morning, but it will get more and more cloudy this afternoon with uh, some light rain expected this evening. Temperatures expected to peak around 16 degrees off the coast of uh, Monaco and 17 degrees inland in the VAR. Tonight we are expecting some light rain, which will continue throughout the day tomorrow, but the sunshine should be back more permanently from Wednesday onwards. And finally, as the world attempts to manoeuvre out of a tight climate spot, French senators have given the green light to a bright idea that could be replicated anywhere. Car park solar farms. Under legislation approved by French senators this week, the owner of car parks will be required to install solar panels above parking spaces. Operations between 80 and 400 spaces will have five years to comply with the new law, while those with more than 400 spaces will have just three years. The government claimed the new measure could generate up to 11 gigawatts of power, which it says is equivalent to a dozen nuclear reactors. The legislation is approved by the upper house as expected. It will come into effect from July next year. 
7.45, we'll have the latest international news from the BBC coming up at 8 o'clock. Let's get back to the music now with Lenny Kravitz. It ain't over till it's over. Morning's uh, pop quiz. I was talking earlier on about the uh, biggest selling songs in the UK. The uh, UK charts have released the best selling songs from each individual decade, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, right up to present day. But let's talk worldwide now. And, uh, well, I'm going to ask for two songs. Uh, what is the best selling song worldwide of the last 50 years? Here we're taking in sales all across the globe, not just the UK. So 42 million copies sold and if you're feeling really brave and really up for it for a bonus point what is the best-selling song worldwide by a female singer studio at rivieradio.mc I think is the only way you can contact me or you can try the uh, open mic on your app uh, and uh, let me know the best-selling song worldwide of the last 50 years what is the one song that has sold more copies than anyone else 42 million copies around the world uh, um, well, have a guess. Studio at rivieradio.mc. And if you're feeling brave, also let me know about uh, the best-selling song by a woman. I love this song. I think it's one of the uh, best of the summer from the Imagine Dragons on Riviera Radio. Trouble. Some who say that that's even better than the famous version by uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, written by Dolly Parton. She's in the news today. She's just been given uh, a huge amount of money by Jeff Bezos to put to her uh, charitable foundations. But uh, I think she's probably already got enough money of her own already, hasn't she? But uh, we'll see. 8.24 on Riviera Radio. Um, what is the biggest selling song worldwide at the last 50 years? Uh, uh, Nicholas said, I thought it was White Christmas, but maybe it's been overtaken. Well, actually, yes, White Christmas Christmas is generally considered to be the biggest selling song ever. Um, but uh, I did say the last 50 years to keep it to uh, contemporary pop and the sort of uh, songs that we can play around this time of year. You did get the right answer afterwards. But the first person with the uh, correct answer was uh, Sally. The song which has sold uh, 42 million copies around the world. I don't know how they count it. <laughs> but it's certainly a huge, huge hit, of course. Ed Sheeran from 2017 and The Shape of you. 